Hola and welcome to a new episode of Wyom Hola podcast. My name is Emily and today I have the pleasure of having a chat with Megan, our DTS teacher of the week, who is also currently leading an arts evangelism school. Be ready for an interesting and super inspiring talk about arts, evangelism and everything in between. Enjoy. Welcome Megan here to Warm Ola podcast. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you. It really is. Um, could you maybe introduce yourself a little bit? Sure, yeah. Well, my name is Megan and uh, I'm originally from the US, originally from California. And I have been serving with youth with a mission now for 14 years, mostly here in Mexico. Wow. Yes. <laughs> It's a long time. It's a very long time. <laughs> wow. And you have been in Mexico for all those years? Most all of those years. Yeah, I was away for three. Uh, I was the other side of the world in Australia, Southeast Asia. Okay. And then I came back this side of the world four years ago. Okay. So most of my journey has been in Mexico. How did you end up in Mexico in the first place? I, wow, uh, I grew up in California yeah. and so grew up around a lot of Mexicans mm -hmm. and always, always had an interest for the country, had an interest for the language. I studied in middle school and high school, worked with a lot of Mexicans as well. So I was able to make friends and they always would tell me, no, you have to go to my home state and you have to go to Nayarit and you have to go to Veracruz <laughs> and it's the most beautiful in the world. And uh, so when God was really calling me to go, Um, I didn't know if it was going to be another state in the U.S. or another country. Wasn't really sure what length of time or anything, but Mexico was a first country kind of on my radar because I was interested in mm. seeing more of the country and coming down farther than just the border where I had previously been. Yeah. Wow. And what kept you in Mexico for so many years? Was it your work in YWAM? Yes. More? <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, definitely my work with YWAM. Um, and it's really become, it's become home to me. Mm. So when I, when I lived, for example, when I went to Australia, that was probably the first time that I experienced the most culture shock okay. because by that time I had been in Mexico for about eight years and it really had become like, I feel like it's my home nation. I feel mm. like, I just feel like I'm able to connect with the people and the language and the culture. And, uh, so I guess in a way, maybe that's that's partly why I stayed because I, I really mm. was able to find that that sense of belonging and that sense of purpose, and mm. yeah, it's been great to be back now these yeah. these last four years. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So when you go to California now, it feels like kind of a visit. Uh, yeah, it does. Although that, I think that's always going to be home. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean, this whole concept of home is yeah, is right? interesting, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, but I think I've been blessed to be able to find that sense of home in several locations mm. so california being one mexico or different parts of mexico being another mm. what is your favorite part of mexico then my favorite part of mexico wow um there's so much to love about mexico i know <laughs> <laughs> i mean you, you kind of want to avoid saying just the food right but the food is pretty great but <laughs> No, I think I really enjoy the ease that there is in connecting with people. Mm. I think I really, yeah, like you can just, you can just rock up to a park bench and sit with somebody and strike up a conversation and 
feel like you've known the person or feel like it's not it's just not super awkward and it's not mm. like super cold like why are you talking to me but it's just, there's that kind of friendliness there's that kind of openness and so I think that's something that I really enjoy or being able to pop into the corner store and just strike up a conversation even though maybe I've never seen the lady before uh, which just happened like an hour ago so yeah. Um, yeah things like that I think just the openness of the and the receptivity of the people and just being able to to get on and mm. yeah just human connection I guess yeah. Oh, I love that also about yeah. Mexico a lot. Really. And you are the teacher of this week in the DCS. That's right. right? Yeah, yeah. It's and been fun. what are you actually teaching on? We are teaching on art evangelism. Oh, that is so exciting. Yeah. What what is that even? What is it actually? <laughs> what is what is art of yeah, yeah, right? What is it? <laughs> so es essentially what we're what are we're aiming to do is all of us who are who are believers in Jesus Christ, who who would call ourselves Christians, we We have this call to, as well, make God known, right? And that's something mm -hmm. big in YWAM, to know God, make God known. Yeah. And so in the context of art evangelism, it's really using art as a tool. And so using art as a tool to connect with people in order to share story and really be able to just make a different connection and be able to bring the truth of Jesus to light in a different way, perhaps. And so we've been looking at different components of that and how to really practically use the arts as a tool then to share God's message. Mm. And why exactly art? Like, why is art good at in evangelism? Yeah, I think art, there are several benefits of art. Um, one being that you, so they say, they say a picture speaks a thousand words, right? Mm. Um, but actually images are like really quite powerful. And so I think there's, the ability to use an image, the ability to use artwork can really then connect with people on a different level and perhaps help people understand or even remember the message in a different way mm. uh, that will perhaps last a bit longer than just through words, there's just through a conversation. And so art really can be a very effective tool, whether that's sitting down with somebody and drawing their portrait. And in that way, mm. then being able to call out some kind of aspect of their character, some kind of aspect of something God sees in them and sharing that because you have their attention and you're there and you're gifting them with mm. this portrait, helping them see perhaps themselves in a new light in a different way. Mm. Or likewise, if you do a, a personalized piece of artwork that is especially for somebody and giving a certain message to someone, it just, it, yeah, I think it touches the soul, it touches the person uh, in an enhanced way mm. that goes beyond words. Mm. So, yeah. so what other ways can you actually you mentioned now for example doing a portrait of, so, of someone you just go to the street and ask like hey do you want to I me mean, to do your portrait or something what what other ways can you do art evangelism yeah so there's yeah portraits or the other thing i described uh, could be called giveaway art mm -hmm. so where you're actually creating drawings or paintings or usually a smaller kind of portable art piece that's designed to give to somebody. Yeah. Um, murals as well uh, is, is another way. We sometimes will take canvases out to the streets and maybe set up on a corner and just paint and, and people gather around and you're able to share the message of, of what the artwork is or just chat with people in, in that way. Um, yeah, doing some kind of a, a message that you might get from from the Lord and say okay this is for this place and, and using that uh, for means of prayer or using that for mm. means of kind of setting an atmosphere 
children's programs and activities, therapeutic art. I mean, yeah, there's so many there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah, there's um, a and a lot uh, a lot of ways to be creative as well. Yeah. Yeah. How did that? How did this topic with art and evangelism become important important to you? Yeah, this art. I think if if I look back over the span of my life, art has always been a part of my growing up. When I was a kid, I would my my mom would send me to take art courses or just courses over summer. So I do mm. character like character what cartoon drawing, um, collage, and different things like that. And I was always interested in the arts and different crafts. And um, I ended up studying graphic design mm. in in college. And so art was, yeah, art was just a part of me. And so when I came into YWAM, I actually found a place of doing art and handling web web design and t-shirts and promotional things. Uh, and, but then it was, it was later on in, in my journey where God actually really was calling me to go back and go deeper into the arts. And I didn't really know what, what that was going to look like or what yeah. that was really, how that was going to happen. Um, but I came on to this school that, that YWAM runs called the Art Evangelist School. Oh. And so, um, yeah, it was really just something that stood out to me because there were things like like art therapy or therapeutic arts and different mediums, oil painting, and things that I had never studied before. In my graphic design background, I was exposed to certain kinds of art, but there were just some different um, different opportunities. And so it was probably really doing that school that really kind of opened up this door of possibility for really using art in the context of evangelism. And then it was something that I just gradually got more and more involved in. And then, yeah, I'm still connected with it today. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. What do you think, like, the the sphere of art, um, it's called the sphere of celebration, actually, but the that actually contains art and sports and so on. What do you think it, it has or it can have of an impact in the world to do it with the focus with Jesus, on Jesus? It's a big question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Darrow Miller has a teaching that really the arts are what pave the way and, and direct the culture. Mm. And so arts, because arts has a way of putting perhaps the ideologies or the thoughts or the concepts and, and putting them, translating them and transmitting them into a way that people then are able to maybe more consume that or uh, ingest it or come to, to understand it in a different way. And so I think if, obviously if we look at media, if we look at film and, and music, for example, that the message the, the messages that, that those mediums contain is so influential in in the way people think and in what people value. And so I think in that way, if we're able to then with the arts um, be able to represent something that's true and represent something that's authentic and then in that way that can be the influence and that can can be the factor that can help a society really be able to come to know the truth and come to know what is authentic, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Mm. Yeah, it, it is actually so powerful, the art, right? 
everyone listens to music and becomes so influenced by it. And I guess the same thing actually happens with with all kinds of art. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're really they're really any cultures, any societies on the face of the planet. Really, everything's touched by art. Yeah. Whether it's intentionally labeled as such uh, as like I mentioned music or film there's fashion industry or but there's all kinds of cultural artistic expression um, in the way people dress or in um, adornments or jewelry or like there's just all kinds of artistic expression all around us yeah and right now you're leading the art evangelism school right that's correct Mm -hmm. in and like what what process do the students go through through a school like that mm-hmm. so the school uh, is really cool I, I think because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's twofold so we have uh, we focus primarily on the visual arts and so we have one side of things where we're focused on developing technique uh, so we look at drawing for example as the foundation of every, everything drawing and, and watercolor painting and acrylic painting and urban arts and uh, graffiti style uh, perhaps bookmaking, maybe some media or photography. So there's the hand skills development, but then there's also the development of the character of the artist and really looking at the, the heart matters and the formation of the artist. Uh, so we look at like arts and the Bible and we look at the heart purity of the artist. Where do we create from? Mm-hmm. Uh, we look at going through the creative process along with the Holy Spirit. And so... There's those that twofold kind of uh, direction that we're able to take the students in, and then try to more holistically uh, have that kind of education. Mm, okay. So, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges or struggles that the students come with in the beginning? Like, yeah. for example, I know I'm an artist myself, and I know that. Um, for example, comparison can mm-hmm. be a big thing. Yep. Is that something you see? Oh yeah, totally. That would be the first thing on my mind. Yeah, yeah, right? yep. <laughs> comparison. Yeah, and with that, I mean, related would be insecurity, uh, pride, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, perfectionism is another one oh, yeah. that that we struggle with. I don't know if you've <laughs> identified that in your own artistic journey, mm. but uh, yeah, that can be another another struggle as well. Mm. Yeah, and what like. Mm, what would you say into that like people struggling do you have any advice with people struggling with all these insecurities or um, comparing themselves to others or pride these struggles Mm -hmm. that many artists struggle with yeah a lot of it comes down to identity right Mm -hmm. and and that can be that's for the artist and that's for you know anyone else as well just really knowing knowing who we are, knowing, discovering the things that you've been given and, and the things that you haven't been given and, and being okay with that, right? Coming to terms with, all right, this is who I am. This is who God has designed me to be and uh, really appreciating that and being okay with that and then learning how to really maximize what God has given you. Um, I forgot what else I was going to say. It's fine. <laughs> Completely fine. Mm. Yeah, maybe I can hear a little bit, like, how has your own journey as an artist been? Have you struggled with any of these things Mm -hmm. that we just uh, talked about? Or, yeah, how has it been? 
it really was a journey for me to even see myself as an artist and to really say, yes, I am an artist because perhaps I, I dabbled in different things and I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing creative things and I enjoyed doing different kinds of art, but it was never like, oh, I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's been kind of a journey that, that I was on as well. And now, okay, recognize, yeah, I, I am an artist. I, I, and I think for me, what that means is that I'm an artist because of what I do, but I'm also an artist in the way that I see things. And, and so I don't know if I'll be able to really explain this in words, but in, in approaching different situations or in just coming up with creative solutions mm. and being able to, to see things perhaps in a different way and then, and then transmitting that to others, whether that's via means of, of a painting or photography or whatever that the outworking might be. Mm. Um, and so really something that I think each one of us has to come to terms with and something that we really have to discipline ourselves in because there's this big temptation to place our value in our identity in what it is that we produce. Yeah. And so this kind of goes back to what you asked before as well. And what, what would I say to somebody who's that struggling artist or who's, who's coming up against comparison or uh, yeah. against perfectionism or whatnot is that your identity, your value as a person, as an artist, whatever label you want to put on yourself, like is not in what you produce. And it's not in how well that's received or how much that's applauded um, or how much it's rejected. Like, so I think we have to as well learn to not, to not take that on personally and, and see that as something that um, identifies and marks who we are. Mm. Like we have to know our identity that we're, we're God's creation and we're loved. and um, he's put these, these brilliant things within us mm. and then yes, to try to do our best with it in church or try to create beautiful things and do things that would please others. Right. But that not be our, our motivation mm. and that not be what drives us. It also helps in, in seeing others, right? I have myself struggled in my younger days a lot with comparison. I'm, I'm a photographer mm. and I would always, when I saw others being better than me at something in photography, I would be like really annoyed inside of me of course outside I would not say anything but mm -hmm. inside I would be like I should be the best kind of that thought kind of way of sure. thinking but with the years getting to know God better and better it has really changed both the way I look at myself in my own identity but also actually the way I look at others how they are created amazingly mm. <laughs> and with gifts that are amazing so it does something in that sense of wanting to really encourage other artists also. Mm. I think when yeah, when you see where you should put your own identity and also where others are putting their identity. Sure, yeah, and really we, we can have this tendency to be really self-centered, right? And yeah. <laughs> it's about my ego and it's about what, you know, what, what people saw about me and what I can do. But really, there, yeah, there's value in that. There's value in being able to, to tell when, it, hey, you did a really good job and to admire those qualities about people and to aspire to, to recognize you are better than me. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Okay, you are better than exactly. me, and that's okay. And I'm growing. And can I learn from you? Can I? Can I? You know, is there something that I can glean from you? Uh, and and in that way, continue to develop 
because that's that's worthy as well, right? And you know, I don't think we need to necessarily fool ourselves either and say, yeah, I'm, I'm the best. Yeah. You know, be, just recognize, okay, I have room to grow and be okay with that. Yeah. And then put forth the effort in order to, if you want to attain and you want to be like that person, be inspired by them. You want to you want to learn more from their craft um, and and how they do things. Then you know, let that let that motivate you or, or let that influence you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to do it just like that person. You don't have to be that person mm-hmm. in order yeah. to be valuable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think that is so important for many artists to hear exactly that, like you don't have to be this other person because that's what everyone does, right? Especially for example, maybe it's everyone actually, but like musicians, I'm thinking especially, looking up to someone who is so big It's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And 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 realizing too that most of those people that are really big and that are <laughs> that are you know that are the celebrities they're they're the ones who really got it. Yeah. Like they, mm, I think more often than not they've sacrificed in order to to attain that as well. Yeah. And they've been disciplined and they've invested. And I think oftentimes we just want things to come easily, right? Exactly. <laughs> I just want to sit down. I just want to sit down and draw, and I want it to be perfect. It, You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put forth the effort too. You have to. I have a friend who who often says you have to develop your craft, mm-hmm. uh, and you really, you do need to invest in it. And um, I think it's helpful. I think sometimes, I know there's certain artists who maybe as they're starting out and they're doing these drawings or paintings or whatnot, and they get frustrated and it's not coming out the way they want it to, and they're not happy with it, and so they just chuck it or they burn it or they tear it up or whatever. But there's value too in holding on to those things. Mm-hmm. There's that phrase of "don't despise the small beginnings," right? And so, keep keep your keep your early works, keep those things that you did, and and look down the road, look a couple years later, and look back, and you'll be able to see how far you've come. You'll be, you'll be able to recognize that okay, perhaps you haven't attained your goal, or it's not as developed as you want it to be. But you'll be able to see that progress that you've made, and you'll be able to recognize the improvement. And in that way, then perhaps that'll help fuel your fire a little bit to keep on moving forward and to keep on going. Yeah. Would you have any advice to someone like who is really into arts or love arts, but don't know how to serve God without arts, actually, or mm. how to, yeah, put him into that whole process of of doing arts? Yeah. I think there's a there's a number of opportunities and I think um, just look for opportunities or create opportunities so whether whether that's linking up with a nonprofit and seeing hey do you what needs for artwork do you have or if they're if you're a photographer or videographer and you're able to use that in order to support um, there's plenty of artists that serve within the church um, but also to going going beyond that and seeking to connect with other people who are of of your trade or of your craft you connect with people in the city mm-hmm. and and use use the art as a common ground to be able to build a relationship and to be able to to be of influence and to be somebody of integrity in in that in that area and mm-hmm. and with those people um, i think oftentimes in because i lead this art evangelist school right so it can be very much like you're sharing the gospel and you're and you're witnessing through yeah. the art piece and the art is just the tool to spread the message But there's also the the aspect of you're a Christian, you know God, and you have the ability, and you want to become a professional artist. Mm-hmm. Do it, 
Yeah. Do it and be excellent at what you do. Um, yeah, and and really just using your giftings in, in a way that can promote godly principles and, and be a person of character and, and represent God, whether it's in a quote-unquote religious context or not. Yeah. That is really inspiring, I think, um, for me and, and probably for a lot of people. Mm. So thank you so much, Megan, for, for talking to me and uh, for everyone to be able to listen to this. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Thank you for listening to Warum Ola podcast. I hope you got some inspiration to use in your creative journey. If you like our podcast, remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to always be updated on new episodes. See you soon.